passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It is the Charity Stripe. It's your free throws because they are free. Fisher Tosopolis live on the Believe YouTube. We have the second biggest merger of the spring, dude. PGA Live joining forces. Kind of wild. I mean, the first obviously being Gojo and Waystar. Uh you know, being Royco being the biggest merger, as we saw in the finale of Succession. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, spoiler alert, sorry, get out from under the rock, Patrick Starr. Uh, it's so crazy to me because honestly, I know that Lib has been around for a lot longer than we've realized, but I, I still feel as if that we didn't even have time to kind of conceptualize or experience it or really see what it was. Um, I, I think the merger had to happen. Uh, I don't know if it's a victory per se for the PGA more so as like a right move of coming to their senses. Um, it's very on. I think I see a lot of tweets out there. And one of the ones I'm resonating most is with guys like Rory, who, you know, was really great the past couple of, you know, years, seasons. And frankly, all his buddies, went to go to live, make nine figures, some of them crazy money while they just prepared for the major tournaments. Uh, and he really put the PGA on his back. And that, that those, those are the tweets that I'm seeing that I'm resonating most with. Uh, I've seen a couple of them, you know, some office references uh, about when Michael Scott um, took BJ Novak's character and took Pam and they all left uh, to start their own company, took all the clients uh, and then sold the company and then came back uh, to Scranton. I thought that was funny. Uh, a couple of Tom Wamsgans uh, memes of him being the new commissioner, uh, the PGA Lib, which we don't know what's called yet, merger. Um, but definitely very Max Homa tweeted out, like we changed the names. A lot of funny tweets we're seeing, but definitely very surprising, very peculiar. Um, it's a little bizarre that we even got to this point in the first place. Yeah, I I want to. I'm I'm a little bit confused about what you said though. With that, this has been going on for a long time. It it's been not even a year since the first live event. I feel like I I feel like it's been, but the idea of live has been going on a long. I didn't say long time. I said longer than we thought. 
it feel like longer than it felt like it felt it, to me it felt like very quick i mean I yeah i mean we didn't, I mean, didn't even have time to really you know you know see what cannibalize what this was but the idea of live has been around for i think a couple of years yeah i mean i just the stance that the pga took and then now kind of flipping with this 180 and without the consultation of of the guys that make up the sport the actual players themselves um justin thomas just tweeted like a photo of his phone just blowing up because he has so many different messages uh he said was was having quite the nice practice session this morning too i can imagine that a lot of guys were out there either on a, a front nine or just at the range working on their game and this kind of this came out of left field. They were filming me. full swing. They were right. filming an episode of full swing when this broke. The Greg Norman, uh, sorry to cut you off, but Greg Norman, who who's the CEO of Live, wasn't even involved in the merger talks. He found out like the rest of us. Yeah, I I just it's it's interesting. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people like there there's overreactions, of course there's reactions just to what's going on. And then there's speculation as to what this means, especially from a financial implication standpoint to the guys that didn't join initially, right. Who didn't get that, that lump sum paycheck and now are not going to get the same offering that the initial wave of guys that joined live got. But the idea is that in the long run, because of how flush with cash um, the public investment fund is, you know, that they will end up better off for it. I have no idea if that's true. That's just speculation out there. Like I, it just is a really divisive thing. That or are going... you wondering, are you wondering that, are you questioning how much money really is out there in that case? Like, are you pondering that most of the money, the big money has been spent already? No, cause it's all fake money. I mean, Money is like what we created. We we created money. Like we we have the printing presses that create bills. What no matter what the currency is, and um, no, I I don't think that the the public investment fund has any shortage. I, I think that they are going to be able to to pay out until the the cows come home. This is not something that I don't think they're running out of money. I think that maybe live with the initial investment was having a tough time um generating revenue and so that's why the merger at least there's an indication to me that like they need the eyeballs that the, that the pga gets and they need everything to come together and they they need all of the golfers competing together like they used to um to drive as many eyeballs to the sport so that they can make the most in in ad rev uh it's just it's wild that like there's these personal feelings from a lot of different golfers who didn't join coming out to Parisian, like call more cow. didn't know what was going like. None of these golfers knew what was going on. I think that's like, that's the bottom line is that, you know, you, you look at other leagues, like the NBA just put together a new CBA, the players union, the, the, uh, the players association was heavily involved in the conversation. They, they were the driving factor as to why a new CBA was reached. Mm -hmm. And of course, ultimately it's the owners that have to say yes to all of that. But I just, 
it's it's kind of a, a complete opposite outlook on the sport and how the players are treated in comparison to the ownership. I well, there's one, it's similar to UFC where there's one governing body, you know, and there's like a governing body of the PGA. Except the there's players. not. There's two. There now were two, there's now, now there's now yeah that merged yes. So like uh, overarching yes. A couple things on that. There is the PGA players not involved. I don't for the current PGA players. I think it's only a benefit. It's just unfortunate like we're saying that i think some of the money that we've seen go through in the past season year and a half is going to be muted like they're not going to get as much money as the initial guys got but they still will benefit monetarily in the long run um i i don't obviously there's gonna be no form of restitution for them uh it's really not needed but you know again like i mentioned guys like worry guys really stuck with the pga it's just gonna be like damn i would have gone to live in that case took some cash up front and we'd still all be here all together. Um, but I it think it's very, guys, it just makes them look foolish. It's like, why were we saying no in the first place? I mean, yeah. Outside of the fact that you can really dig into this, just the, the, the constitution of why <laughs> these guys are making the decision to stay with the PGA in the first place, because of where this money comes from, that is funding the live tour. Well, the political, politi- are you talking about politically? Because that's a whole nother ball game that people, that's yeah, obviously that a, a, main- a main, a main driving factor behind a lot of the players sticking with the PGA. And of course sure. the, his- the historical precedent of uh, the PGA itself and the tour. Yeah. I mean, it's a- obviously golf and the game has become, I mean, it always has been a massive global sport, but I, I feel as if even more so now, like it's grown globally, not just in America, uh, as the days have gone on. Um, and it's one of the faster rising sports. I think we see obviously because anybody can play it. It's like a very big leisure activity. It's not like, you know, football. We can't like the group, a group of us can't just go and throw on pads. Right. I mean, that take, it's very cumbersome, but to go hit the links, to go hit, go to a couple part threes, like golf is a very tangible sport for a lot of people. And it's very accessible. And I think obviously that, you know, that's helped in the astronomical growth we've seen, not just nationally, but globally. Um, but definitely where the money comes from past Saudi deals politically, it's definitely been an, a major issue for the players. So their lack of involvement there, I think is definitely quite peculiar. Um, I, it just it feels very it just kind of feels like a very rushed decision i'm not saying it in a bad way or a good way it just seems very rushed and it seems like players like you're saying who were anti live not for monetary reasons but for political reasons you can't get everybody's opinion but it's unfortunate their opinions weren't heard uh from a player's perspective i do think it's very interesting though from both parties like obviously live has the funding and has like this new fresh idea. Uh, but it can't, couldn't really compete. It seems with the traditions of the PGA. There was nothing that live was going to put on, especially if live players were allowed to compete. Like Kepka won the PGA championship. All, a lot of the guys, I mean, where we, you know, one of the things that we love to do every year is our uh, master's pool. And a lot of the guys, you know, who came in, it, we, 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 they took heavy notice because a lot of the live guys came into the masters and were like, Patty Reed was really good. Kepka was really strong. A lot of the, the live guys were really good in the masters. So I think that live kind of saw the writing on the wall being like, look, we could throw as much money as these guys as we want. 
it could take a really long time and it can be very cumbersome to compete with the eyeballs of the PGA. And I think the PGA was like, look, we can't pay these guys what live is. It's impossible. Like, and eventually we'll lose more and more guys. The paychecks get fatter and fatter and less guys will compete on the everyday tours and everyone will just, you know, all right, we'll show up. It'll be like the undertaker. All right. I'll show up at WrestleMania. Like, all right, we'll all just show up at the masters, but we won't show and we'll show up at the PGA, the U S open, but we won't show up to like the bigger or like the smaller mid tier events. Yeah. I get It's just like the way that every other league has functioned is in direct opposition from a business standpoint of how live sought out to begin their business. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like if you and I create a league, a a new basketball league. Yeah. We, I guess like we would, we would have to just pay the athletes like some amount to pull them from the NBA. But like, how would we even guarantee that our league is going to make money without having already established distribution rights and that's what I'm saying. Like, viewing you, platforms like they, they had they, they don't have any of that. Also not to mention like th- this is less uh, kind of like business related and, and more so just critiquing. Like they have the teams, right? What, these teams names are just terrible. Oh yeah. That's, that's what Max Homo was, was tweeting about. Like these, yeah, these, he was these like, are... what's a, what's a clique. And I, I looked up, I like pulled up an article of the different teams. I mean, this is, this is to your point of like, this happened really, really fast. Okay. It's been in the, in the works for a long time, the live portion of it, like you were saying, but this league has not even been around for a, a full year. Like this is, we're now coming up on 365 days of when they played their first tournament. And I didn't even know what all the different teams were. And that's because I kind of, you know, was like, okay, there, there, there's this clear rift and I know the PGA. I know those players. I know those tournaments. Like that's where I'm going to focus my efforts as a sports fan in general, who likes to watch basketball, NFL, you know, uh, MLB, a lot of different sports, like for the, for the golf side of things, I like, I want the majors and I want the the other big tournaments. And I want to know who's, you know, the top 10 in the world golf ranking, which you were mentioning Rory before he's number three. And he's been basically a top five guy, you know, any given week for the last three and a half years. Um, kind of honestly, dude, almost for a large portion, large, large portion of our lifetime. Yes. Yes. But even specifically in the last five years, he's been playing top notch golf, which is an even bigger question as to like why he hasn't been able to kind of like get over the hump and win a major um, recently. But I just, I'm looking at these teams, man. And they're like the aces, the, team torque. the cliques, the crushers, the fireballs, the high flyers, the iron heads. Yeah. The they're all, I kind of, this, messed is, this is like, this is like backyard baseball, like create a team right now. Like literally the watermelon heads. Like I'm team torque, by the way, Joaquin Neiman team torque. They're all. And if you look at the teams, they're all like countrymen. And like, or like, it's like, it's like, the guys from Mexico and the guys from Spain are the fireballs. Uh, the guys from, you know, and, and then it's like split up like that, which is so interesting. Uh, I'm curious to see if, you know, they add to the team. I don't hate the teams, though. I don't, I, the team names are weak for sure, but I don't hate teams in the sense I think that could add a new element to golf. And we've seen it work with 
like the when like Mahomes and Josh Allen and like Mahomes and Steph Curry versus Josh Allen and whatever NBA player they throw in there. Like we've seen that work before. So I think that if the team golf, I think adding that element to things, if done right, and I think adding PGA's ability or their we'll see what they do. Because again, like, you know, the 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 benefit of being the PGA, you have all these awesome traditions. You really don't have to reinvent the wheel here a lot of the times. So this is going to call on their creative team a little bit to kind of create some events where it's going to be more team centric. Uh, but I, I think that with PGA's eyeballs and their distribution, I think some of these team events can be very fun. Uh, so implementing the teams, if they change the team names, even the teams out, I think can be very beneficial to me. But I'm excited. I, I'm excited that there isn't this live, you know, stigma, I should say, hanging over the heads of, of the PGA, hanging over the, the heads of the major tournaments. We don't really, we'll hear about the merger. Uh, we'll keep a close eye on things and watch as things go down. But I'm glad overall that it's not going to be a negative topic of conversation every time we go to watch a major tournament. I, are you sure about that? I think it'll I think, dissipate. I think, I think it'll. I think it'll. I think, it'll, I think it'll dissipate. Is, I think you're looking at a, a Manfred level commissioner hate going forward, no matter what this guy does. Yeah, they've already disliked him for so long, though. I don't. I think Monahan has like already been. People no, have the guys that went to live disliked him, but the guys there were there were some of the biggest. I'm saying a lot of, of the, our generation. A lot of a lot of the him. but a lot of the public. A lot of the public disliked him. Yeah, well, there's no coming back for him now. Yeah, I mean, look, he 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 had an option to figure things out when they initially started Live. Couldn't do it. Took him, you know, two years since Live's really real inception. A year of a full season from Live, where the players kind of like pitter pattered around and then came back and dominated, you know, some major tournaments. For him to be like, all right, we got to figure this thing out because they'll not only sink themselves but sink us in the process. Honestly, I don't know. I don't necessarily know about that. If they were, I, a lot of this is I need more information now, right? Like, like we're saying, I don't know how these, well, we don't even know what it's going to be called. Like on, right. Or are the two leagues going to continue to exist, but they just will be under one big umbrella, but like functionally in the way that the game is played with the match play versus, you know, the, the majors, like, will that look the exact same as it has? Probably not. There, there, there will probably be some sort of change to that, but we just don't know. And that's like the really interesting thing about this is without more information, all hell is breaking loose now. Like it's just, yeah, it just seems like it kind of reminds me of like when Blake Griffin found out he was traded to the Pistons on Twitter. Yeah. But like everybody was traded. Right. Not just Blake Griffin, like the whole, everyone in the league was moving teams. Yeah, merging. I mean, realistically, how much did that trade change the fabric of the NBA? <laughs> Not much. All right, I'm doing a deep dive on that while we continue to talk because I think I can make the argument that maybe, maybe it did. Did it? May okay, I'm, well, I'm, well, I gotta look at the package while we while while we pitter patter back and forth. But I, I think that I do think while. 
I think that it's going to positively affect the game and the narrative that surrounds a lot of the tournaments. That's like my biggest takeaway. I don't know how it's going to look. I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to merge the style of live with the, you know, the PGA tournaments. I don't know if they're going to add new stuff. I, I, like I'm saying with the team branded tournaments, but I think positively the narrative that we see on a, on a week to week basis of golf, I think the merging of it gets rid of, the notion that players can leave for either brand back and forth. I think that helps. I don't think that was really, I, I don't think that was happening as much in the last three to five months though. I don't think it was not saying it was, but it was always on the table. It's just like, a, it's just like a thought. It, it is an absolute, if there was an, if there was another NBA that formed, right. Or another, like, okay. Like let's say like the, the USFL is there. We have like, we have a bunch of, you know, XFL. Like what if that started to take off and one day, not Pat Mahomes, not Jalen Hurts, but let's say Russell Wilson kind of, you know, balked again with the Broncos. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the XFL. Like what if like so slowly, but surely that became a place where players could leave to. But we just know that will never happen though. I know we know that will never happen, but play with me here. But it wasn't Russell Wilson. It was, it was Brooks Kepka and it was Dustin Johnson, both guys who had been number one world golf rank within the last five years of them Dude. making the decision to join. Okay. So, but Russell Wilson, like I take, get rid of this past year. And there was times where Kepka wasn't the top of his game before he went to live. Russell Wilson before this past year was considered a top seven quarterback in the league. The Broncos were considered a, a sleeper Super Bowl team before the season. I'll give you I'll give you three years ago, Russell Wilson. I will not give you the last two because he has been, I, he has been not don't say bad. Don't years. say bad. Don't say bad. I didn't say bad. You know that he went for ago, a, you're gonna, two years ago, you're gonna tell me that Russell Wilson had a good season. I'm pulling his numbers up because I wanna I wanna come back. The fact that you him. don't know that off the top of your head tells me exactly what I need to know. Come on. You he, know Russell Wilson. You know him. He had twenty five touchdowns to six interceptions. The year before that, he had 40 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. That's not, I said I said two years ago. Pro, I didn't say three. He was a pro bowler. Three years ago, he was he was great. But he also is dealing with injuries. So are those guys. But I just don't think it's necessarily the same comparison because he was, without a doubt, not a top five QB in the NFL at that time. Okay, so, fine. Let's say Aaron Rodgers was like, let's say Aaron Rodgers, who just went back-to-back -back except, you know, Sands this year. MVPs, if you, instead of going to the Jets, he's like, I'm going to the XFL. Is that better? That's the better comp. Okay. Yeah. So that's now we don't if that and even if that wasn't happening on a consistent basis, if it happened, it only takes one time for something to happen, and then it's a thing. Even if it never really like oh like anything is like anything is possible. Like how often do we see players? You know, just just kind of throwing examples out there. We very very. I don't think we. I mean, I'm sure we've seen it since but I can't think of the time off the top of my head where a player runs into the stands and goes after a heckling fan, a la Malice in the Palace. But it's but possible because it happened once. Okay. So, point being, I'm not saying guys are leaving and going back and forth from live to PGA all the time, but since it's happened once, it could happen anytime. So now we don't have that hanging over our heads. If guys aren't like, you know, the PGA kind of like meh, makeshift, we don't have like Scotty or Rory being like, you know what? I'm going to go to live. We don't have that anymore. We don't have guys coming back to the PGA. We don't have to deal with that. I think that's a positive to me for the sports merging.
yeah i i guess i can see that i can i could see that um to me ultimately like revenue is generated by these leagues and by these sports by by viewership so i my my original thought process behind why live wasn't working as far as bringing more people into watch and consume that version of golf in comparison to the the majors and the PGA and the PGA tour i'm i'm like it nothing changes that like they 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 didn't have to make the move is what i'm saying i get why yeah. you're saying that they did make the move because you're preventing individual golfers from getting poached basically but I, I felt like that had kind of simmered off and that was not the conversation. And the conversation was, are these guys going to play well in these tournaments? And which I they did, I, which how many have we played in though? But there's been two majors. And they like, played what, well, in, but they played well in both. Okay. There's four, like, there's four, but like, and I also, though, like, but I also like, think there's, I think there's a bigger issue on, on a, on a week to week basis on the, on the mid to smaller tournaments where you're losing a lot of participation from top-tier golfers. Well, I think you're losing that either way. It's more so now, I would say. I, I, don't, I, I honestly think that Liv has less of an impact on that than you would think. Okay. I also think, though, that going to one of your— It's the same principle. No, 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 no. Look, it's the same principle as guys— sitting in the regular season in the NBA so that they're ready to go for the playoffs. I'm not saying these guys play what ultimately forever. gets you paid more. What ultimately gives you the, the biggest kind of career legacy stamp. It's winning sure. majors. That's it. Sure. But like I'm saying, like I, I do think though, like less and less we've seen, I know you'd have to look at it, but I feel as if less and less we've seen some of the top tier guys participate in some of the mid tier to smaller tournaments. I also think that you said one of your points was eyeballs drive you know, money, viewers and sports, right? And it's that drive the that, only the only league that doesn't operate like that is with Lib because they have endless cash flow. Which I think goes back to one of your other points being you need to see more. We're also dealing into the overarching thing, and you know, if I made Dark Knight this thing, kind of like they were, you know, I think we've put our trust in our in a, in, a, in a man we fully don't understand. What we know sports as. Money is created, league revenue is created, ownership dollars are created to pay the players in the end in team sports, right? By viewers. Eyeballs equals dollars. This doesn't operate like that. This this is just pay to play. These guys have like printing money, like we're saying. You want to come play golf? Okay, here's you know, 15 mil. They're just throwing money out. It's like the Yankees on steroids with no luxury tax. And instead of having billions to play with, they have tens of billions to play with. They'll just throw money any which way they want. I don't, I don't even think we fully comprehend still and going back to maybe the point you brought up at the beginning of like, this hasn't been going on. And a point I also made too, when I said, I thought it feels shorter or feels longer than it's been going on. Like we've only had lit the concept of live for two years, a full season of live in one. I don't even think we've even had time to fully wrap our heads around what live is, where this money, you know, comes from, how much is in this. Is it, you know, infinity? The limit does not exist. Little mean girls for you. Not mean girls. What is that? No, that's uh, mean girls. 
So limit mm -hmm. does not exist. That's me. Okay. Caddy Heron and the mathletes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was like Conf uh, confessions of a teenage drama? I don't know why I mixed those two movies up. Sorry, Lindsay. Um, shout One, out, Mary. Uh, we're talk you're talking about two just different uh, tiers of movies there. One of yeah, yeah. Is an all One, I mean, Mean Girls is an all-time comedy. Yes. The money, Cam Rogers weighing in. The money was endless. Live tournament get wasn't in, going get away. In, get in on the mic, Cam. Cam, come on the mic. It's a, You know how to get on the back end of StreamYard. You could hop on. Jay knew that, and he figured he'd cash out while he had the choice. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. You know, he, he felt pressed against the gun a little bit. Like, it was either cash out now or it gets worse and worse as the days goes on and the narrative gets worse and worse and the negativity around the sport gets worse and worse. And I don't. I don't, you know, I think, I think we're all kind of, you know, in the same boat that he, he had to make a decision. He had to make a decision now. Uh, the money being endless I, is kind of a wild concept to me. It is wild. And I like, you're talking about pay to play. The first thing that I, that comes into my mind is like me going to a nickel Rama and putting in tokens to play whatever game I wanted. But the thing about that is like the, the amount I have and the amount that it costs to play the game at nickel rama it's a nickel for for every game yeah and i can play that racing game you know for four hours because if i came in with ten dollars whatever the the margins there are enough where the pay to play makes sense logically in my head but at a certain point it matters how much money nickel rama is getting or else that business will not be operational if they're not getting it and then they have to jack up their prices to 20 to, to quarter Rama, right? For a quarter, every single time you, you put it in the machine or you're using tokens and the tokens are worth 50 cents. I, mm -hmm. It just is like Cam points out, like the money being endless and you saying that's hard to conceptualize. It is hard for me to conceptualize, but mostly from the sense of how are you making money? If you're paying these guys a certain amount, like at a certain point, profitability and revenue generated is it's still important is what I is like my largest point, I guess. And I, yeah. I just in cam cam Rogers right here. I want to bring him in. Talk, talk to us cameo. What are you thinking? Are you, are you as cam, is this your first time on the stripe? Sorry, but cut you off toss. Is this your first time on the stripe cam? Yeah, it is. And I look like a mess right now, guys. My lighting is awful. I've been typing away, banging away on the Twitter machine, getting our newsletter ready to go compiling my thoughts about honestly what <laughs> is a big time day in the world of golf guys golf was invented in the 1600s of course it's been around for quite some time we've never had a day quite like this because the pga tour has always had a monopoly on this sport then live comes around and jay monahan shrugs it off calls it a joke you know says that you know Guys who go over there are not welcome back. They're suspended indefinitely from the PGA Tour. And now we come to the day where Jay counts his dollars and signs off on the merger. And here we are. It's pretty amazing. Well, welcome to the Stripe. Uh, I know Alex is getting into a question. I just wanted to say a formal welcome uh, and maybe a bit of an apology that it took this long and this level of breaking news to get you on the show, but welcome Cam Rogers, lock it in. He also hosts our betting show on stadium. Believe me, Cam, 
I know you feel you may not be feeling a hundred percent, and but you've been a warrior to come on the show, and you look solid, dude. You got one earpiece in, feels very professional, feels very intense, and we like the look. Uh, it's, it, do you watch Succession, Cam? You know what? I haven't jumped on board yet. Okay, not yet. We won't go down that route, but it's it's very Succession esque, and we'll leave it at that. Uh, but it's it's. It was either take the money and run now, or it seems it gets worse and more. There was no coming back from this. Let's like, work it was from, only going to get worse for pe- the PGA Tour. Yeah, and also, let's work from the perspective, and I hate to be Johnny Raincloud here, but all humans are greedy creatures in their own no. right. And Jay Monahan, again, sold out. I mean, we're talking about a guy who a year ago was talking to Jim Nance on CBS, railing on the Live Tour as immoral, not right. This is not where we want the game to go, what have you. How do you pull that 180 today and make that deal with Live? Money. So that's the takeaway in all of this. The other thing, too, is guys, you have the people like, Rory McIlroy and John Rahm and Justin Thomas, who have been the torch holders of the PGA Tour, the loyalists, if you will. And they are finding out this news, according to sources, via Twitter, via texts among their friends. And Jay Monahan, by the way, worked on this by himself, is my understanding, with the Saudi-backed Live Golf Tour. No conversations with anybody in his camp. Obviously, no conversations with PGA Tour players. This was done kind of in back channels. And now if you're a PGA Tour player, especially one like toward the back of the pack, who's barely holding on to your tour card, you're pissed because you could have cashed out with Liv. And then, oh, oh, by the way, come back to the PGA Tour. So it's like the big winners are the Liv golfers. They're rich. They can go back to the PGA Tour. And if you're Brooks, you're a major champion, too being a live golfer and a suspended member of the PGA tour. So mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, you know what the Brooks needed it. His life seemed pretty tough. Totally. Honestly. Yeah. He felt bad for the guy. Felt, I really fell for him. So he, he obviously needed this. I will say though, that it is unfortunate. Like we we did say this at the top for guys like Rom, Rory, you know, guys that stuck with the PGA and played some of their best golf and then and, and shouldered a lot of their load to, to kind of lose out on a lot of this money when they could have just done that and come back all along. But, you know, in the lunch pail aspect of sports, you respect him a little more. Well, this is what I, mean, I, I said. It, I think it depends on the person, right? Whether or not you respect him a little bit more. Guys like I... Rom and, and Roy. You know, I found it hilarious when – so many people were like finger wagging when players left for the live tour. And it's like, listen, guys, imagine you're Phil. You have yet to hit a tee shot. You already earned $200 million, $200 million. And so for a golfer who, and by the way, guys on the PGA tour, this isn't like the NFL or the MLB six year contract. You're good for six years. The PGA tour, you are fighting for your tour card every single year. Uh, unless you're, of course, you know, Justin Thomas, Victor Hovland, you win every year. But for the guys toward the back, it's a grind. And you're paying out of your own pocket for hotels and food and car services and what have you. You get some, you know, add-ons there, but they are independent contractors. 
So for guys toward, again, the end of that 125 ranking on the PGA Tour who found Liv to be attractive, how can you blame them? You set up your family for life. You can still play golf with some of the best, potentially still play in the majors. And oh, by the way, you're back on the PGA Tour now. So, yeah, I mean, it's like crazy. it's you go for a I mean, if someone offered if one of these Saudi dudes offered me a hundred million dollars to put on like a leash and get in a gimp suit for a year. <laughs> see, see, see you guys next June. Like I, it's a, I'll be back. Like it's, a, right. I mean, I'd do probably you, have to do a little therapy, but you know, I, I think that for me, it's a no brainer. Do you think, uh, <laughs> we're getting some, some comments in the chat about our three backwards hats. And I just want to point out that not only are we all wearing backwards hats, we're also all wearing them in a different way. You can either way you can wear it straight up to where the hairline is. You can show a little bit of space and then the hair, or you can go with the cam right on top of the hair. No big deal. Let it, let it just curl out of there. I like the lettuce to come out. Yeah. 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 Toss. What is yours? We have some guesses in the chat uh, from E-Dub. Fish yeah, is an right. X. Fish is an, he's right for you. Yeah. I'm not wearing it forwards. That's for fish sure. is an, fish is an excellent guess. On our last few shows I've been doing, I've done chili peppers. I've, <laughs> I've done uh, uh, the dead and I've done fish. You got a Nike one. Hold on. Always guys. Nike. Always, always Nike, the Phillies hat. All right, super random. I just ripped it very, off. The wall. Very, very, very random. <laughs> just, yeah, my, I just took a, it off the wall and went to get a coffee. Mine is uh, the a Masters hat, but I, in solidarity, I'm not wearing it forwards um, because. <laughs> here's here's my thing. Here's my thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna make the decision to stick with the PGA for political reasons, you you gotta. You got to stick to your guns and you have to, you have to stand firm. Cam, do you expect that there will be anyone that walks away from golf because of this merger? So here is something that kind of came to mind to me because I feel like we haven't gotten all of the details yet. Right. What's the we've schedule got, we've got very like? limited, limited, details. very limited, very limited. By the way, if you look at the press release, the PGA tour calls live groundbreaking guys. I mean, is there any sincerity anymore in the human race? Like, can we trust anybody with whatever they say? My God, no, dude. I mean, if we're getting political on the show, I mean, there was like a, I mean, I call, you know, stack correct me here, but I'm pretty sure there was, there was a time in the nineties when Mitt Romney was, was pro-choice and like borderline, like, right. I think a Democrat. And then, you know, up to become the president of the United States pro-life and I'm a Republican now. Like it's, there's That's nothing, my point. there's nothing. Does anybody say what they mean anymore? So, oh. yeah, Alex, to your point, I actually think that for the PGA Tour players who stayed, they may get a big fat bonus out of this deal, mm. right? And that would rectify some from of who, the things. From who, though? From who? Well, it'd be from the PIF, um, the investment fund, the Saudi-backed That's investment ironic. fund. That's ironic. But it could be part of the deal. Right. No, I, I, right. Right. So, okay. So there you're, you're I just think it's ironic that if they get the bonus from the PGA, but the money is being funded through the PIF and their main problem was but where they are the money one was coming now, from with the right. PIF. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's where the money's going to come from anyway. So you're, you are anticipating some sort of restitution in some way. I feel like they have to make up for it. I mean, the PGA tour has to reward them in some way. And I think the PIF is going to have to be involved a little bit here. Right? I mean, think about I don't know. it. I, I, well, given how little he communicated with everyone 
so that they couldn't get involved in the negotiations. It feels a little bit like he's just going to say, Mia culpa, uh, but guess what? People are going to watch you play, and this is where everyone is going to be together now, and it's all, you know, campfire songs. And yeah, on the I, guitar Cam, going forward. all right, let me like, say this then. They should make yeah, up for this. They I should. I agree. Okay. If they, yeah. If they don't, Rory, JT, Rom, they don't need golf anymore, guys. They can go sip on martinis with their friends, hang out with their kids, their family, play golf for fun, and just say, I'm done with you. So, Alex, I guess, yes, they could just walk away <laughs> because they can. You know? Yeah, but like go to the De- Jack Nicholson and the departed. Jack Nicholson doesn't need to move dope, but he likes to. It's fun. Like these guys golf because they like to. And you know what? You're wearing a Nike hat, but a hat you wear all the time is the nice guy hat. And I want you to take the nice guy hat off for two seconds, Mr. Rogers, because look at who we're look, look at who we're dealing with, right? Like these guys are just because they should pay these guys back doesn't mean they're going to. He can take that money and he can just head head on over to the wind casino and throw it on black for all he cares, Mr. J. Like it it, it does not matter. So, I, I mean, yes, these guys should get paid in some capacity, but we don't know if it's going to happen necessarily. We don't. We don't know Cam, a lot right now. Have you ever – what are your what are your celeb lookalikes that you get? I need to hear a couple of them because I've got one that I've been thinking about for almost a week now, and I'm going bring it, to bring it to light on, on air here. But it might already be something that someone said. I hope it's NPH. I love NPH. I love that comparison. Handsome guy. No. Okay. If you were blonde, um, I think I think that one. If you were blonde, maybe he kind of looks like the guy. You know, you guys don't watch Ted Lasso. He looks like one of the guys from Ted Lasso a little bit. I just came to watching the show, I'm trying to think though. What do What do you think? You toss me. That get my wheels turning. No, I, I want to hear. As in Justin Timberlake. So one time I arrived at a resort in Florida, and right after I got out of the car, the valet guy was like, "Whoa! I didn't realize JT was staying here this weekend. I had my shades on." <laughs> Yeah. But I was like, wow, this guy's looking for a tip, huh? Yeah. And they, they would, once you were checking in, they'd be like, oh, like, you know, thank you for tipping our blind valet driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, I recently finished watching this show <clears throat> called. This is like uh, an out of left field one. No, 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 it's not. And I'm not, I'm, the name of the show is escaping me, which is embarrassing. But it's, it was a reality TV show. Oh, it's called Claim to Fame, where basically okay. it's like, second degree separation to a, a famous celebrity all get in a, a house together and there's like 12 people and they're competing by guessing each other's claim to fame. So whichever, like if, if Josh was related to, you know, the lead singer of fish or something like that, or as he likes to trick people all the time, Josh, what's the one that you go with? Yeah. It's not that, trick. Your, that your, that your uncle is my yeah. uncle is that my uncle is Steve Harwell lead singer of smash mouth. Yeah, that second. I know that bit. Right. You made a you know, post about exactly, it once, Exactly. You know that bit. So if it were true, Josh would go in there and he would try and, and hide the fact that Steve Hartwell is who he's related to. And whoever ends up not getting guessed by the end is the winner. Um, and it was hosted by Kevin and Frankie Jonas. I think you look a little bit like Kevin Jonas, buddy. Have you gotten that one before? Wow. I have not. Let me look him up just to get another look at him. Well, little Joe bro situation there. Okay. Cam could be a Jonas. Interesting. Huh. Cam is like, not, the... not, not like spitting image, but, but if you, if you said, if you guys were walking next to each other on the street 
and your coloring's a little bit different. He's got darker hair, but mm-hmm. I think facial facial features um, are actually somewhat similar. They would call him Cowbell Cam because, like, you know, year three thousand, baby. You know Burn that S- for you that that SNL skit when Will Ferrell is like obviously with the cowbell, like that would be yeah. Cam's Cam would be the cowbell guy in the Jonas Brothers band. Like they'd all be like they'd have all their jobs, and Cam would be like the cowbell fourth brother in the mix. They're relegating a, him to the cowbell. That's there is what a fourth a, brother. His name's Frankie. That's the other co-host. That's of the, the other co. That's that's poor there, Frankie. Like, one of a, one of the jokes during the show was he was <laughs> Kevin was like that's why you're not in the band because he like said something that wasn't funny and he was like that's why you're not in the band. That's what Would do you play an instrument, Cam? No, right? No, I played the uh, piano back in the day, but that was it. Yeah, hated it. Hated it. Cam, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna run a couple of um. I had some I had some interesting influencer marketing ideas. Now that Live and PGA are merging, you guys uh, let me know what you think about these, and please bring some to the table because I think that the possibilities here are endless. Um, a lot of lot of live puns flying around on Twitter and golf. Live, Twitter. laugh, love. Right. Yeah, yeah that's that's a cute. <laughs> Got to get that sign mocked up for your mom, Cam. Uh, Livy Dunn doing a floor routine over the new logo. What do we think about that? Okay. okay. Bringing in the new crowd, the influencers, the the TikTok users. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Livy Dunn. She's she's well liked. Uh, bon Jovi, Josh, you like this one? Plays living on. A I was about to, to stay. First, oh. first event, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then I, <laughs> Cam, this one you won't necessarily get this one because you haven't seen Succession. So I guess yeah. the takeaway from this is go watch. But Josh, uh, Matthew McFadden, and Jay Monahan, um, having a slap contest between the two of each other, um, to see who gets the 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 the, the pain sponge champ is what we would then crown the winner of that. It, That's amazing. That that is a really like big, the slap contests, like the slap championships. Those are like a a big thing now. You have, have you guys seen. seen that? Well, Dana, it's Dana White, right? Is it's Dana White? Cam, have you seen that? No. Basically, just grown men slapping each other as hard but as it, they can. With mouth, it's like it's not. It's like not like oh, like we're out in the park doing it. It's like it, it, real live events, and these guys are just hold, you. You hold on, you brace yourself, you have a mouth guard in, and if you get knocked out, like you get knocked out, and it's a you go, I go kind of situation. Sounds painful, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, uh, you, you know, you and your nice jawline would be. Can't have this ruined. This is the money no, maker. We that is, you have a strong jawline, Cam. That thing would get <laughs> that thing would get sent to Pluto. Can't have. I mean, <laughs> I think it's you know those guys are doing it obviously because if they win, there's some monetary prize attached to it. And sure. back to backed the, back by the Saudis. Back to the point. <laughs> yeah, no, back yeah. to the point with Liv is Public you don't even. Investment fund. Phil didn't even have to swing club. He already had the money. You mentioned the Dark Knight earlier, Josh. It was. It's like these guys were just presented a a pyramid of bills, you know, and and they're uh, you know they're willing to they're willing to get it from the Joker, I guess is is kind of where we're at. That's the Joker in this situation being the Saudis. I wish we could play a soundbite live right now because I would love for your audience to hear what Jay Monahan said just a year ago with Jim Nance, and he even went down the path of talking about the 9-11 families and how, you know, they are just not about live golf whatsoever. Totally understandable. And Jay said to Jim, I have 
people very close to me uh, who lost people in 9-11. What is he going to say to those people? Now two that families, deal? two families, he said. I, I remember because I watched, I think this morning at some point, whether it was you sharing it or someone else, Cam, that, that clip, two families, yeah. he says, that are close to him. Yep. Trying it's to be an awkward oh, conversation. Oh, man. Look, I, th- I think I could share my screen. Hold up. Let me see. Hold up. I'm, I'm going for it. Okay. Uh, share screen. Okay. It's just oh, incredible. <clears throat> Hold up. Yeah, I, I found a really fitting tweet. The first thing I found was pretty pretty fitting, I would say. Okay. I can't imagine the amount of group chats blowing up amongst tour players and live golf <laughs> live golfers. Can you guys see my screen? Oh yeah, yeah we got yeah. you. Oh, let's go. Who's a streamer? Let's go, baby. Jay Moynihan, Jay Monahan to Moynihan, Bobby Moynihan, Jay Monahan talking about 9-11 victim families at his next press conference. Is in honor of George Floyd. And I really hope we can see more unity and more peace when already things are so difficult. So, shout out to his family. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream. Wow. Yep. Have you wow. seen that video before, Cam? No, I haven't. Brutal, right? It's a real video. That is tough to watch That's in any tough. context. That is <laughs> how 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 backwards of uh, David Guetta is that? It's the first thing That's... I found when I looked that up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I, I typed in Jay Monahan, nine eleven and victims, and that was like the first thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a complete sellout. I and you know, I not to even take nine eleven lightly. It's like it's truthfully is it's actually one of the few things I don't. I mean, I like to joke about a lot of things. It's one of that is one of the few things I don't find funny. That that was a stance that he had taken in the past, and like it is a complete sellout move on his part. And I honestly don't necessarily respect it. Not even like saying it privately with family, friends, national TV during a golf broadcast 365 days ago. Like, <laughs> just ima- imagine being the PR team oh. in that room when he's like, okay, here's what we're doing. Like, here's this backdoor deal that I've basically facilitated without the knowledge of any of the players that make up our sport, that make up our tour. And you have to be in that meeting and you have to say, oh, yep. Yeah. You know, that's a great idea, Jay. And then someone is like, well, but remember that video from remember with Nance? You remember? And, and he's like, yeah, it's fine. It won't matter. Not important. Well, actually, kinda, I mean, I don't know if it'll you know matter for him. I don't know if he'll pay the price, but we've seen people like I think Brian Williams. Well, public image it? wise. Yes, he's already paying the price. I mean, us talking about it, the, the flack that he's catching. But I just. Like Cam said, he's he's saving his own skin financially here. 
Like, sure, like yeah, but it's like the that's topic, it, and that's what it comes down to. Using using nine eleven as some sort of shield, I'll say, or some sort of like you know landing, like just like you know backing for a point. Like it's the biggest tragedy since Vietnam in our country. I'll throw that out. I'll, I'll say, and probably the biggest tragedy on American soil of, since the 1900s, like 1800s, right? Pearl Harbor, really? <clears throat> Pearl Harbor, yeah. But yeah, sorry, Pearl Harbor. I, I'm sorry to forget about Pearl Harbor. Uh, Pearl Harbor, and then obviously Civil War. Like that's like the that's what you could throw 9/11. I mean, it changed the landscape of national security, airport security, like all of it forever. Changed the way we like live our lives, and to use that so publicly and so freely and then to be devoid of the actual meaning of that and what your statement means when you say those things and make a deal and a move, he may never pay the price. It may get swept under the rug. It may never become public. Like we're discussing right now. It may just be a blip in the radar, but like a video, like we just played, like, yeah, it's a little silly and funny, but like that in some part is like how blind he is to what he just, you know, to the point he was trying to make and, and to the example he used. Like, it's not something you can just throw out in a statement and take lightly. It's not some like, because I do, you know, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but I've been in classrooms growing up where you're doing the Pledge of Allegiance on 9-11. And there's kids in my class who, whose parents died. Like, you're in the room with kids. Like, I'm from New York. There's kids' parents who right. are, you know, unfortunately passed away in 9-11. My grandfather it led to my grandfather. It led to my grandfather's death. There was, like, a, a class, act, class action lawsuit, you know, that they were part of, like, where my grandfather and thousands of others developed lung cancer because they worked so close to the World Trade Center. It's, no, it's like, and even if, like, even if you didn't die that day, it still paid dividends across the board. Like, so to me, to use that so lightly, and then to to use that as your one of your reasonings for not supporting live, and then go and support live a year later is very. Right. It's very, it's a very loose usage of a very serious topic to me. I, I think that I don't necessarily know how loose the usage was at the time. I'm sure he right? meant like it. If, I'm sure he if, meant it. No, I, I, I think that there were some serious, there were tons of concerns, not only with PGA, but also with the individual players. And that's why I asked Cam the question about guys potentially stepping away because there are certain guys on the tour that are that, that have the same level of revere and seriousness to the lives that were lost and how important that event um, and, and that tragedy you know, 9-11 was in, in American history and, and it took people's so many people's lives. And so I, that's why I asked that question, Cam, is because I, I it's more than it's more than the sport for for some of these people. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out for sure. But yeah, I I guarantee that there was a neglected person who raised their hand and said, hey, by the way, this needs to be addressed or this is not a good idea for X, Y and Z reason. And pointed to that video, and at the end of the day, they still went through with it because of the financial implications and reasons. One thing I know is Jay Monahan is going to have to face the music at some point. He had a cushy interview with CNBC this morning and broke the news there. That was the exclusive, so softballs only. But eventually, he's going to have to face the media at the next PGA Tour press conference. Evidently, he's there in Canada or going up there to Canada 
today for the RBC Canadian Open on the PGA Tour this week. Got to meet with players. That's going to get prickly, I know for a fact. And maybe he'll speak to the media then today, tomorrow. We shall see. But eventually he will. He's going to get a lot of tough questions. And he better be ready for them, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Rob, Rob Manfred's never looked better. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, I mean, if that's the kind of if that's the kind of comp we're taking, like this, he, which maybe gives you some hope. And I know we're harping on the nine eleven, you know, aspect of things, which again, like you know, can't condemn it enough. But Rob Manfred could bounce back from a disaster that was that was his handling of the twenty twenty season, the COVID season. Um, I think you know, the PGA can bounce back from their condemning of live and, and make positive the merger. The new cycle moves on, right guys. Yeah. I think eventually people are gonna, because that's what they did with Phil and kind of did with live in general and uh, things will move on, but we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Mr. Rogers. Thanks for joining us. T dot. Always a pleasure. Uh, we're the daily stripe cam Rogers. Lock it in. And believe me, on stadium, hit your free throws because they're free. Don't miss that putt. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.